This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. This week on the podcast, I'm chatting to Jo Mills from Distinctive Pets, and she runs a business where she sells products for pets and pet parents and the home online and in real life. So I'm talking to Jo all about how she's grown her business. We talk about investing in your business, mixing up events and talking to people in real life and running an online business, her newsletter and how that's helped to grow her sales and improve her business how she created an awareness day around muddy dogs because she's got two mud-loving Labradors and how that helped her to go viral and get loads of eyes on what she does and land press coverage as well. And we also talk about Jo's decision to launch a product around her awareness day. So she's got two different products that she's used to tie in with her day to bring in sales. So you're going to get loads of wisdom from Jo. Do go and check her out. Her awareness day, Muddy Dog Day, is happening on the 29th of October. So if you have a muddy dog, or even if you don't, you can get involved. And she talks all about how to do that in this episode. I hope you enjoy it. And now on to the main part of the show. So hi, Jo. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Hi, Rachel. It's nice to see you. Oh, thank you. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do in your, you've got a number of pet businesses, haven't you? So tell us a bit about you, first of all. Yeah, um, I am from East Yorkshire and I run Distinctive Pets, which sells gifts for pets and their owners, both online and at events. I also have a small stud where we breed event ponies and we have a dog-friendly holiday cottage five miles from the coast. Excellent. Okay, so you've got quite a few things going on, haven't you? Um, yes. Keeping you busy. So tell us about your, so I've been working with you for a while now, and the main one that we work on is Distinctive Pets. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how that came about? Yes, uh, it'll be six years ago now. Uh, my daughter was going off, She was well, she was at university, and I'd spent an awful lot of time with her taking her to and from horse events. And I had quite a lot of time on my hand, and I thought, I need to do something. Um, Didn't want to go down the route of getting a proper full-time job. Um, So I came about that I decided to sell pet products at craft fairs. Over the time, um, I was trying to find things that you couldn't find on the high street and also were healthy Um, the treat side were healthy for my own dogs because I was at the time I'd just joined Slimming World and I was wanting to lose weight Um, and I didn't want to feed my dog all the rubbish that you can get in some treats so I looked into that developed it over time um, and grew the business Fab. okay so tell us about um, some of the stuff that you have some of the products um, that you have with distinctive pets yeah um we have a very good range of healthy treats um both biscuit ones and also some gluten-free and natural ones i use two or no three companies now um pooches green and wilds and happy hounds i have rough and tumble drying coats and mitts that i'm a stockist for and then we've got a great range of products for the pet owner the pet lover um that are ideal christmas presents and things they're mugs with different breeds on um 
coasters, clocks, things like that, Christmas cards with animals on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you were kind of building distinctive pets and thinking about the different things that you were going to bring in, like what was going through your mind? What were you looking to create? Initially, I just wanted to sell everything. <laughs> Um, and I didn't mind where it came from, but I very quickly realized that I was very much, I was going down the normal supermarket pets at home route. I wanted to be a little bit different. And I started then looking at products with small UK companies. A lot of the products, all the treats are made in the UK. Um, the rough and tumble, they're a UK company. They're actually made in Turkey because that's where they could find the best fabric. Yeah. Um, but everything I have, is generally not found on the high street. I don't want to be able to go and buy something that you could go down to Tesco's or Pets at Home and find mm-hmm. a little bit more unique. Yeah. So what kind of, um, you've, you? Um, I know you mentioned that you worked for Slimming World before you had your pet business as well and during having your pet business and then you've got the Holiday Cottage and the Stud Farm. Um, when you started with an online business, what was that like for you? Because I imagine, well, I know from speaking to other people who just kind of go from regular jobs or not being online to having an online business, it's quite a shock, isn't it? And there's quite a lot to be getting on with. So what was that like for you when you first went online? I think I went into it very naively. Um, I initially, I put products on an e-commerce site. I had no idea about search engine optimization or anything else. Um, and I've learned an awful lot since then. Um, my initial website was very basic. I've since then I've in um, I've invested in some really good photography. I've also had my website updated uh, by Rosie, um, and it's become a much more professional product place. It was very amateur to start with, and I probably didn't get very many sales through it. In fact, I know I didn't. Um, Since I've had my website updated professionally, the SEO is much better. This year, yeah, I'm I'm just short of 12 months on the since the upgrade, and my sales are probably double what they were Mm -hmm. this time last year. Yeah, it does go to show, doesn't it? Like, I know it can be hard when you've got a new business or even when it's not a new business to think about investing and shelling out a significant amount of money on these things. But it does make a difference and it makes you feel more confident as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. And I didn't think that the investment I was putting in would necessarily be give me the rewards it's given me, but it certainly has. Yeah, because you want to show it off, don't you? Mm yeah excellent okay and i know that you do um events as well don't you You go to shows and that kind of thing so tell us about that and what's how that kind of fits in with your online how do you kind of put the two together i love the shows because i'm actually able to get to speak directly to people um they're hard work and i try to do not too many at a time although at this time of year i've got quite a lot booked up to christmas but you get to talk to people directly um the products I have are genuinely unique. Um, I'm coming up to Newcastle at the end of the month to do the four days living north there. And I know that my products will will sell. Yeah, um, People will buy them for Christmas presents. But last week I was invited to York Race Course to do a very exclusive one at the, one of their last days of racing. 
and a gentleman came up. He bought some items. He rang me yesterday and he placed quite a large order because I'd got that rapport with him. I, yeah. I talked to him. I remembered him. He remembered me. And we were able, you know, as I say, he, he's done a very large order yesterday, which is amazing. Brilliant. Oh, that's really good to hear. I'm so chuffed, Jo. Um, because I know that obviously going to the events is an investment and a lot of work, a lot of energy and everything. But to hear that, that's really, really positive. So thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah, so it's really good to hear about you having a really good result like that. And I know that you put a lot of effort and energy into all of into all of what you do. Um, but mixing the online and the offline and going and actually seeing people is really encouraging that you've um that you've had that. So tell us about the kind of activities that work when it comes to converting people, converting people who might go on your website and might follow you on social media or might see you at a show, how you go about converting those into sales and what kind of activities really work for you. I think one of the revelations I've had recently is the newsletter. I've now started putting out a regular newsletter and I think that helps because it will direct people both to social media and to the website. It then links them in. Um, people are starting to know about more about what about me and both from the shows and the social media and the newsletter, I think people need to know the person behind the business because there's so many businesses out there doing similar. Um, people often can't see the wood for the trees. And the newsletter, the social media, I've had quite a lot of press coverage as well. That's all tied in to then put the credibility there to then allow me, allow people to then buy from me. Yeah. And it's really good you explaining and sharing how it all fits together because I don't think there is one thing like obviously you know we've worked together for over two years now on the press coverage side but we also work together one-to-one -one on lots of different things don't we and um, the press I always say you what you want to do is when you've had the press coverage you want to bring the person closer you want to get them to follow you on social media but if you can get them onto a newsletter that's even better because you can really build that relationship and they, you can put your brilliant products in front of them and then the other thing is and I know that when you go to shows you'll have your newsletter sign up there when you meet people in real life they like you they might buy some stuff off you and then they get on your newsletter you can keep moving them along keep building up that rapport and building up that brilliant relationship so it's really brilliant to see how it all fits together um, and I think it's really helpful advice for anybody thinking of um, you know setting up a pet business or growing one or wondering what's going to work it's no one thing. It's all like lots of different things that feed into each other, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I certainly do think it's not just that one thing because with, without me doing any promotion, my website would just sit there and people would maybe find it, maybe not. Um, every customer at a show gets a business card, which has got the website and the social media links on. So again, they can get hold of me through that and I'm not frightened of giving my details to people so that they can either come back and complain or maybe buy again yeah and I also love the business cards as well because oh, I, was, I was somewhere the other day and they said oh yeah I've got a business card and it was like it was really old school but I think when you're selling products it's really good to have that in the bag or you know when you're chatting to people um, and I know you have like QR codes and all kinds of other kind of more techie stuff uh, but the old-fashioned business card I think goes a long way doesn't it 
Definitely. I think my next business card, when I have a reprint done, will have the QR code on the back. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because people then go and scan it there and then, don't they? And you can get them on your on your list that way. So very exciting because this podcast is going to go out on the 20th of October. And we're chatting a little bit before. But tell us about what's going to be happening at the end of October. At the end of October... Uh, on the 29th, which is a Saturday, we have Muddy Dog Day and it is the second Muddy Dog Day. I created it last year, inspired by my three mud-loving Labradors. And I created it because I wanted people to smile, to share photos of mud-covered dogs and share them on the face, uh, on social media. And let's just smile because after the co- last couple of years we have, we needed to smile and so it's happening on the 29th and yeah I it trended last year so I'm going to try and trend this year with even more well I'd like to get higher up the rankings um and see what happens excellent okay so we'll talk a little bit about muddy dog day and what it's all about in a moment but by when we talk about trending i mean trending on twitter so it's one of the trending topics of the day and that means that newspapers and news agencies pick up on it and it becomes part of the conversation um of, you know what people are talking about it's on the news agenda which is really great and you've all, i know you've also had press coverage for it as well but tell us about muddy dog day and like how people can get involved with it yeah Really simple to get involved. It's using the hashtag Muddy Dog Day. And if they want to then tag distinctive pets on any social media, what we're going to do is those photos of those muddy dogs are going, we're looking for the UK's muddiest dog this year. We have a fabulous judging panel that's going to judge them and a super prize, some of which Rough and Tumble have donated some products um, plus some other really super goodies but all to all to help those clean up after the muddy dog walks um and we'll have a look after the weekend of the a short list of muddy dogs and see whether we can find the uk's muddiest dog brilliant okay and can i just say as the owner of a non-muddy dog you can also join in with muddy dog day if you want to because you can talk about if your dog also doesn't like mud so my dog hates mud and he'll like tiptoe around a puddle and um, one of my friends carrie she's got whippets and hers are the same but you know whether you've got a mud loving dog or you haven't or you've had a mud loving dog in the yeah. past like my old dog daisy you can get involved um, and just have a bit of fun on the day and have a have a bit of a laugh at the muddy dog pictures and if you're like me Thank you, lucky stars, that you don't have three muddy dogs, not just one. You've got three, haven't you? So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, fortunately, I've got my daughter's dog at the moment. That doesn't like mud. So I've only got one. three out of the four. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other thing, we've also got some graphics that if people want to share um, on my social media, you can download the graphics and share those. So if you don't have your own pictures... There are some great graphics that I had done by House of Henry. Um, So they're available to share. Excellent. Okay. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how you go about going from thinking, oh, I'd quite like to have a day celebrating Muddy Dogs to actually being there, being in the media planners, people knowing about it and trending on Twitter. Tell us about the kind of steps that you followed. Yeah, I was actually on your workshop for awareness days and I'm thinking everybody else had all these great ideas and I didn't have any and I don't know why but I just suddenly thought muddy dogs um 
And so I did did a bit of research and found that there wasn't anything on Muddy Dogs of Awareness Days. So I applied to the year ahead and it was accepted. I had to put a pitch together for that. But again, I, f- I think I had a pitch from the Awareness Day workshop that I could fit my bits in um, and it was accepted. And so it's an official day. I, th- I don't think you have to have an official day, but mine is, which is great. Um, so each October, we're just going to push Muddy Dogs, um, okay. which is a great time of year because we're going into that horrible winter time. And then tell us about tell us a bit about because I know people might look at these days and think, oh, that's a bit random, or you know, how does that help your business? Tell us how it helps put you on the map as a celebration of muddy dogs but also as a small business owner who has things for muddy dogs tell us about how that works i think last year i again i was a little bit naive with it all and i just tagged muddy or hashtag muddy muddy dog day and tagged distinctive pets in with it i probably didn't use it enough last year other than a little bit of press coverage this year i've i'm much more aware of what i need to do so we're already having press coverage about the day i've also got the social media graphics to download that again have distinctive pets on so it's spreading that word we have a muddy dog survival guide that people can download with interactive buttons back to my website to various products that unfortunately wasn't ready for last year even though it was nearly done and i have a new product or two new products that we've launched for this year one being a muddy dog hoodie um, and it just is owned by a muddy dog and the other one is a muddy dog survival kit so we're launching those alongside the muddy dog day to then bring the revenue back to me rather than somebody else Mm -hmm. so you've created the day you've generated news stories you've created you've had um you've invested again which is brilliant um in somebody to help you with the pdf and the social media graphics so they look professional and and make your brand look great and then you've got these products that people can buy that are linked to your day as well so that i think you've done such a brilliant job um of your day and building something around it because it's fun but it's also bringing people back to you and helping people learn more about what you do and then obviously you've got your Muddy Dog Survival Kit, which, you know, we're recording this in the UK, aren't we? We both live in the north um, where it's like muddy motion all year round. So you need a Muddy Dog Survival Kit pretty much yeah. all year round, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, although this summer, it was a little bit hard this summer trying to push a Muddy Dog Survival Kit with the dry summer that we have had. But it's fine. We've got mud again. Yeah, it's all good now. We're back to the usual wet weather that we have here in the UK. So, yeah, I love that you've created your product to go with it um, and all the other stuff that you've done. I think your brochure's really great as well. And um, I know it's inspired a lot of other people who've got awareness days. So that's fabulous. So tell us about what you're going to be doing on the day and what your hopes are for Muddy Dog Day in 2022. I have got, uh, starting the week ahead, I've got posts scheduled for every day that week building up. Next Friday, my newsletter is going to ask my subscribers to get involved and help me with it. Plus, I'm also going to ask friends and family on my own personal social media to help. The On the morning, <laughs> I stupidly am at a <laughs> living north. <laughs> 
However, it means I haven't got the dogs or the horses to do, so I can sit in the hotel room and start tweeting, posting, getting it, getting the ball rolling with it all. We don't start until 10 o'clock at New uh, Living North, so that's fine. I have up until 10 o'clock to get going with it, and then hopefully the momentum will roll through the day. I've got my daughter is going to help as well through with the social media throughout the day. Um, so hopefully the ball will just go. And it did last year. It was absolutely fantastic. Loads of people supported the day and hopefully they will again this year. Excellent. OK, so what kind of things would you love for people to do on the actual day to support you? On the actual day, it's share the share the posts, any retweets, any reposting of any of the posts that they see. Comment on things. Comments are brilliant. Um, there's nothing more demoralising than having a post up there and nobody comments, nobody likes it. Um, so likes, shares, comments are brilliant. Anybody with a muddy dog, pop a post on with hashtag muddy dog day on any of the social media platforms. and they will get shared because they did last year. Mm -hmm. um, and as I say, they then will go in to the list for the find the muddiest dog. Excellent. Okay, so we, right, the, we really want to hammer home here. We want to see your muddy dogs. Like this is a day to really show them off, have a bit of a laugh and also get a lot of engagement on your own social media because mm -hmm. when you show a muddy dog photo, everybody's like, oh my gosh, poor you. Or, you know what I mean? People engage with it really well. So it's not just great for, you know, it's not just great for you as the founder. It's also great for any dog walkers, trainers, groomers, whatever, or dog owners, you know, who have muddy dogs to go and share those photos. Because I know from seeing them over the years, like muddy dog photos always do really well. And I think that's why your day, yeah. um, you know, is has been such a success. And any videos, you know, if your dog's yeah. going to go rolling in mud, video it. Definitely. Excellent. Okay. So we've talked loads about all the different activities that you've got going on to get your business out there um, from online to having a day to having products linked to a day to going and doing things in real life and connecting with other businesses um, and other pet brands and all kinds of different things. So what would your advice be to any um, kind of up and coming pet brands or any new pet brands who, yeah, who want to get themselves out there and want to grow the businesses? I think one of the main things I've found, it's a very lonely place out there and sometimes you're not always sure whether you're doing the right thing. It's being in some really good supportive Facebook groups. Um, if you can then afford it, investing in your membership, that's really helped me. It's turned the corner for me. Um, but as I say, I was sitting on the fence for quite a while in the Facebook group first um, until I decided to invest. That could be the big turning point. If you can invest in really good photography, if you're not, if you're a bit like me and your photos are like, oh, you've missed a bit off that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> that that's been well worthwhile. And then my um, Alice Alison at House of Henry's been great with the graphics and the PDFs and things. That's just pulled everything together and moved me on at several levels, not just one level. It's moved me on several levels. Mm -hmm. um, and talking to people, you know, never be never be frightened of putting on a post, you know, does anybody know X, Y or Z? Because there will be people with opinions and 
they may have the right solution that you didn't even think of. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think, I think um, people do want to help, don't they? They do, you know, most mm. people are generous and they do want to help you. And I know I've been guilty of being scared of asking for help before, but actually once you kind of put, yeah, I think it's, yeah. I just think it's, it really is okay to ask for yeah. help. And the pet business world is generally a nice, friendly community and mm. people, people do want to help you, don't yeah. they? So. Yeah, I mean, I met a lady earlier in the year at a show and bit bizarrely she sells dog collars and leads and with what i sell i actually said can we be together and we, we, we we've met several times now and she's really helped me because she's she's gone into pet products from a different route and one of manufacturing her own products so she's really helped me with various different things and said you know when we get quieter come up and meet me and and we'll have a coffee and and i'll show you a bit more she doesn't need to do that I, it may not be well worthwhile in her for monetary at all but she's offered to do that there's a lot of people out there that will help yeah no that's that's really great advice so thank you for sharing that and I guess that's why I do these spotlight episodes because I know it's in a different way but like I think you sharing what's worked for you is really helpful for other people and same goes for other people who have had on the podcast you know them sharing their experiences helps people feel like they don't have to be alone um, and yet if you can invest in support brilliant but if you can't there's loads of free support out there whether you've got a product or a service business there's loads of really great uh, groups and communities that you can go and jump into so joe what's next for you i know you've got your day so let's talk about like yeah what's yeah. the next big thing for well, distinctive pets muddy dog day and my christmas fairs all kick off pretty much the same week um and so they'll be my main focus up until, well, Muddy Dog Day up until the end of October and then Christmas fairs right the way through. I think my last one's the weekend before Christmas. Um, then January probably takes stock of where this year's gone um, and make plans for next year. Yeah. It's been a funny all year, hasn't it? It feels like it's gone really quick. Mm, definitely. Yeah, really quick. Yeah. Um, it's coming around very fast. We're now nearly at the end of November, aren't we? But yeah, it's um, it's been a been a strange old year. Excellent. Okay, Joe. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting to me. Tell us about where pe where people can find out more about you. What I will do is I'll put all the links to your website and your um, your muddy dog guide and your day and everything in the show notes. But if you just want to tell us where people can find out more about yeah. you and where you hang out on social media as well, yeah. Well, the website's easy. It's distinctivepets.co.uk. We are Distinctive Pets on Twitter, Facebook, a little bit on Instagram. I'm not very good at Instagram. Um, and also we have a Facebook page, which is Muddy Dog Day. Brilliant. So you okay. can find us on those. Excellent. So that is very easy to remember, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, yeah. Joe. I can't wait for Muddy Dog Day and see all the Muddy Dog pictures. And I will look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.